the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 25, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's your wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object. He'll always be Brian Buffet to me and UFC's filthy Tom Lawler, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. You know, you're a real a-hole. What do you mean, <laughs> professionally? Professional a-hole. <laughs> I hate well, that stupid name. So. Well... Well, Brian, uh, uh, we talked about it late in the show last week. I'm not sure. Some people may have missed it. Filthy Tom Lawler, who's a fighter in the UFC, I believe uh, the light heavyweight division, he... Wait, wait a minute. Is this, this guy's a light heavyweight? Yes. This guy's a light heavyweight, and, he, and, he's, <laughs> and he's taking... He, he's he's coming, like making fun of me? He's coming after the super heavyweights. All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, he is... The creator and the overlord of the Overweight Classic, which is his answer to the Cruiserweight Classic. They're doing this uh, kind of mock tournament on the WrestlingObserver.com website, uh, doing Figure Four Daily with Brian Alvarez, their own little podcast there. Oh, a little podcast. I'm sure it's you know a little bigger than ours. But uh, they are doing the Overweight Classic. And one of the competitors, out of nowhere, Brian Buffet, which was your first name in the wrestling business and a name that you look back upon fondly and with great uh aplomb if that's a word and if that fits i'm not sure it does but uh yeah you are brian buffet once again right no i am not brian buffet once again i will never be brian buffet again and listen here tom lawler you little pissant whoa, whoa. you little lightweight fighter oh huh? You're talking about you, oh, you funny guy with the overweight classic. Take a shot at the big guys. Huh? The Brian Buffet name. You got to clear the tables or whatever. Clear the plates or whatever your stupid tweet was about. I will slap you around, you little pissant. Not really. He's a UFC fighter. He'd probably mop the floor with me, but well, I'm trying uh, to be tough in front of my friends. Yeah. Well, well sadly, there was a, a Twitter poll. Uh, it was... Sadly. Oh, wait. This is, sounds like it's going to be good news. It was Brian Buffet versus uh, Ryota Hama. He's a former Triple Crown champion, Brian, in Japan. And the poll for who should win, Brian Buffet or Ryota Hama, uh, 
Ryotohama was victorious, 58% to 42%. Thank God. It was very close. It was very close. Let the Brian Buffet name die the horrible death it deserves to. But, Brian, but I listened today to Filthy Four Daily with Tom Lawler and Brian Alvarez. And despite this poll result, as I said, Tom Lawler is the overlord of the overweight classic he declared brian buffet the gimmick must go on brian buffet is moving on to round number two it's all because of you the fans of the wrestling podcast about nothing it's all because of filthy tom lawler i love you brian buffet moves on in the overweight classic and he will live forever if i have anything to say about it if tom lawler has anything to say about it he will live on what do you think brian oh it's gonna be awesome when it completely ruins my my uh my career and pushes me out of the business when some asshole promoter wants to try to book me as this dog shit so oh but brian it's fun it's lighthearted. no it's not it's not fun it's terrible it was a terrible name it was a terrible name. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me sick to my stomach to think about it. It's making fun of me. Uh, I don't know. Round two, Brian. It's Brian Buffet versus Bill Carr. So who will win? The well, po- it doesn't matter who wins the poll. <laughs> is it this dickhead wants to keep making fun of me? <laughs> Tom Lawler is very fond of you. He did say you're Kingpin Brian Malonis. He said, you know, you you kind of likened it to a monster who comes back from the dead. But he wants he wants the gimmick to live on. And I say, here, here, Tom Lawler. Now you're here, making here. me feel bad about about, about trash and Tom Lawler. I don't know Tom Lawler from a from a hole in the wall, not a big UFC He's from the area. Fan. That's probably how this happened. He probably knows, like, Chuck O'Neill and the other top rope guys. Like, I'm sure that's where, the, like, where he got hey, the intel. Who's fat over there? Is that, is that what you think it happened? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll be sure to retweet the hell out of that poll when the uh, the round two how poll comes Playboy out. How did the Playboy not get in it? He's way fatter than me. Oh, come on. Now, that is, and that I'm is not even nice. featured on SpeedoChubby.com. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving out so many websites here. People are going to be uh, going bananas. But thank you to Tom Lawler as uh, Brian Buffet moves on. I'm happy to share that news with you, Brian, in the world. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on that, and we'll report back next week for round two of the Overweight Classic. Well, hopefully it doesn't get back to how fired up I am about it. It'll probably put me through to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of podcasts, that's my Tony S. segue. You were on a podcast recently, Brian. It's still real to me. You were up for a Limitless Wrestling in Maine. We actually briefly mentioned it last week. Those guys, Johnny Fashion and Big Bad Harmon. I took a listen. You did plug the podcast. You made sure you got that in there. Of course. Appreciate it very much and they are at isr2m podcast that's it's still real to me podcast on twitter and you can go to smark nmark.com that's smark the letter n mark.com to check out it's still real to me and the kingpin was on there and he was making fun of uh, flex rumble crunch i don't really think you should <laughs> make fun of anybody brian oh she's he was standing right there just trying to throw him off his game oh, okay and another podcast brian that i want to mention i did my first podcast i mean i've done this podcast for 25 episodes now but i went out and did another podcast for the first time in my podcasting career brian i was on booking the territory pro wrestling podcast with mike mills it'll be out by the time you hear this 
and it comes out on every Thursday night at 10 p.m. And it's me talking to Mike Mills about my illustrious refereeing career. We'll talk a little raw. We'll talk a little uh, Sasha Banks, of course. You know, you know, with Mike Mills, he loves Sasha. And uh, maybe I give a little announcement, Brian. Oh boy, an announcement. Maybe I make a little... You're giving exclusives to <laughs> another podcast? I did say that on the podcast, that the, the Kingpin's going to be hot about this one. But I, I gave half of an announcement, and the other half I'm going to save for us. Okay. We'll talk about that probably in the next couple of weeks on uh, the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Oh, goodness. Yes. Next couple of weeks. So, yes. So, check out Booking the Territory. My mind is spinning right now. <laughs> <laughs> BTT underscore podcast on Twitter, at BTT underscore podcast. Find them on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all those fine places. And check me out on Booking the Territory. Check Brian out. On it's that'll, still real to me. That'll put some butts in seats. <laughs> check it all out. Thanks for checking us out, folks. Thanks for downloading the show this week. The new episodes of this podcast are available every Monday on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, BDARadio.com. Plus, every week you can listen to something extra exclusively on our YouTube channel, bonus audio every Thursday. You guys vote on it on Twitter. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the WPAN and check us out every Thursday. Brand new content. If you're listening right now on the Podcast Radio Network, thanks for tuning in, and we'd love to hear what you think. Tweet us at the WPAN. You can find us on Podcast Radio Network each and every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to podcastradionetwork.net for more. Also, folks, don't forget the three S's. Share, subscribe, and star rating. Thanks to people such as at Chris in VT. That's Chris Mick. Also, Maria at Sharpshooters with two X's instead of two O's. Our pal Steven, uh, full-time Chandler. I guess we'll call him RJ DeLuise. <laughs> and our podcasting pals, the Hurricane Rana, checking the boots. Uh, Chad Alden from A Man Walks Into an Iron Bar. OK Fabe, Limitless Wrestling. They all retweeted the show for us to help spread the word. Thank you very much. And also, we appreciate everyone who's rated and reviewed the show on iTunes, like ABC1238, who said, I'd give Mike and Brian six stars. Thank you very much. We can't do this without you guys. Thank you for helping the wrestling podcast about nothing grow. Okay, Brian, today's show, we are looking at the recent woes of TNA Impact Wrestling. The sale, Billy Corrigan, Dixie Carter, Vince McMahon. What the hell is going on? We will try to sort it out for you. Also, is Goldberg in? And much sooner than anyone thought, our thoughts are coming up. Plus, this week, the most revered segment in this podcast's 25-episode history is back, Brian. And we have Merv Griffin time, a blood-curdling promo about nothing, and a lot more. Hey, what did Todd Fatpin Sinclair say about uh, about uh, the Dirt Sheet Shuffle? Well, he just said he doesn't like when I sing. <laughs> he doesn't like the theme song. I think he said it was horrendous. But we're going to turn him around. <laughs> we're turning him around today. But, Brian, before we get into the Dirt Sheet Shuffle and all that stuff, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Bad day for Alberto? Well, yes, Alberto Del Rio missed a booking for AAA. Yes, there was an alleged incident involving a knife. And yes, there have been many conflicting stories on what took place. But here's the real story. 
BDA Radio means the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. <clears throat> Damas y caballeros, via a BDA Radio. .com. That's my Spanish. All right. Those lessons uh, you have at home are, are paying off, buddy. Yes, they certainly are. And I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure if that was in poor taste or not. Uh-oh, I don't know what it means. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean the the whole Alberto Del Rio attack and then making that a plug for BDARadio.com. <laughs> the made-up stories and probably going to come out that, like, Paige stabbed him or something. I, 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 I have no idea. I, I'm not going to get in the middle of their... Uh, Whatever's going on there, but yeah, there was an alleged incident, and I don't know. I guess we'll see what comes of it, but uh, yeah, yada yada yada, yada yada yada, and now it's good time. luck with all that. <laughs> and now it's time for our first segment, Brian. As you know, I have no problem admitting this. I love the dirt sheets. That's what some people call the insider wrestling newsletters and news sites. It's what I do, Kingpin. Gotta check the dirt sheets. Love a good sheet. I've been knee-deep in this stuff since the day I found out they existed. You, Kingpin, not so much. So, with that in mind, I present to you the WPAN's most requested segment. America's Game! (sighs) We're doing the dirt sheet shuffle. Oh, it's back. <laughs> yeah, not it's sure. back. I'm not, I'm not sure what's worse, the return of Brian Buffet or the return of the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. <laughs> oh, we'll see. If I beat you again here, maybe you'll hate it. If you win, maybe you'll love it. What am I, two in a row now? Two in a row? You may be. What is, what is, how many times have we done this? We, I should have looked this up. This is the, the, the whole research thing that we have a little problem with sometimes. I feel like I'm three and one. No, you, you've, it's at least two and two. I don't know if we've done it four times or five times, but I know I've beaten you mm. twice. Well, because I think I've won two in a row. I don't know. I don't know. I, can't, I, I think we've done it five times. I think I'm three and two. Okay. Well, Brian, here's how it works. We're giving you three news stories from the pro wrestling news sites from around the internet. Which one did not actually get reported? It's not if it's true or not, Brian. It's... Did this actually get reported on those suspicious news sites? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, baby. Okay. Story number one. The website for Jeff Jarrett's Global Force Wrestling was quietly S-H-U-T-T-E-R-E-D last week. That's shuttered as in closed. Frustrated with being unable to get a television outlet for his product, people have speculated that Jarrett was a potential suitor in the TNA sale and the TV deals that come with it. That is story number one. Any initial thoughts? Well, I mean, that, that could be true. Uh, I, I haven't heard any uh, or seen anything online about it, but then again, I'm not living on the news sites like you are. Well, <laughs> uh, <coughs> yes, indeed. Okay, let's move on to story number two. Dolph Ziggler challenged The Miz for the Intercontinental title with the hook that if he loses, he retires. Uh, of course, Brian No Mercy has already happened when this, uh, when the people are hearing this. 
But the news this past week was that the show-off was booked to get a send-off. Not because he was going elsewhere or he was leaving the business, but because Ziggy has a job waiting for him in the office. Hmm, that's an, that's an interesting one. You know, I hear all the stuff with Dolph Ziggler always kind of uh, at odds with, oh, if, if you believe what you read online, kind of always at odds with the with the office with WWE. So that's an interesting, uh, be an interesting role for him. Yes, so that Some is... sort of road agent, I'm, uh, I'm assuming. Well, that's, I don't Producer, know, it was the no. office. Story number two. Okay, story number three, Brian. Despite his blockbuster showing in the Cruiserweight Classic, and even after he was recently announced as teaming with Hideo Itami in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic for NXT, the Golden Star, Kota Ibushi, said this week that the chances he will sign with WWE amounted to a golden goose egg. Zero chance, according to a Tokyo newspaper. I mean, I, again, I, I haven't heard this, but that strikes me as true because this, don't the Japanese newspapers kind of have a history of making stories like this where, you know, it makes it look like a guy wants to stay in Japan type of thing? Could be, Brian. Hmm? Could be. I'm not going to lead you in any direction. Okay, let's review the three stories. The first one, the Global Force Wrestling website was quietly shut down, and there's a possibility that he is a suitor for TNA and all the TV deals that come with it. Story two, Dolph Ziggler is scheduled to lose at No Mercy because he has a job waiting for him in the office. Story three, Kota Ibushi says there's zero chance, according to a Tokyo newspaper, that he will sign a deal with WWE. All right, talk me through this, Brian. How All right, so, so right at the bat, like I feel like number two, actually saw something to this effect uh, about Dolph Ziggler. So I, I, I'm pretty confident that that one, what well, was reported, uh, I saw something at least very similar reported. Uh, unless you're playing uh, these games again, like you know you're gaming me a little bit, uh, oh, then boy. I'm fairly certain we can eliminate number two. Leaves us one and three. Now I said already, I think. I feel like I've uh, seen something before about the Japanese newspapers always kind of reporting favorably about stars wanting to stay there, things of that nature. And I haven't seen anything. And, and I have actually heard and seen some things regarding TNA and, and the sale, and we're going to talk about it later. So I was trying to verse myself and kind of the news that was out there. And nowhere did I see anything related to to Jeff Jarrett and him being a potential suitor again for TNA. Uh, so I think, Mike, that the news story that did not get reported on the pro wrestling news sites, as you say, is story number one. I don't think that that was reported. Story number one, the uh, Global Force website shut down and Jarrett a possible suitor in the TNA sale. You said story number one, and Brian Malonis, the kingpin, you are correct. <laughs> oh, there's a heel laugh. Okay, now, now I feel a little better. You got a nice heel laugh out of you. Huh? Yes. Three yes, in a row, Brian. baby. Well, what, what spurred me to make that up was I actually saw Global Force had a couple shows this, like, last week, and... I didn't see they reported really anywhere prominently, and apparently one of the shows was at 
Santino Morella's school, the Battle Arts Academy in Canada. So global global force is really taking over the globe, is what you're saying. So that kind of that kind of inspired me to kind of say that maybe the website was shut down, and I thought maybe I could. Uh, Coming from that angle, I thought maybe I could uh, I could fool you. You gotta you gotta get up pretty early in the morning to pull the wool over the old kingpin's eyes, yeah, buddy. Maybe it was a little uh, short sighted to do that when <laughs> we're gonna be talking about TNA, and you uh, you would I would assume that you would uh, be scouring the uh, news sites for TNA information. Scouring about might it. be a little bit of an <laughs> overstatement. <laughs> and the Dolph Ziggler story was the office job was actually. Uh, mentioned by Ric Flair on the Ric Flair show on the uh, MLW radio network. I'm not sure if there's any validity to it, but Ric Flair said it. I mean, he also said that he effed Halle Berry, <laughs> so I'm not sure he's a super credible source. <laughs> so, But that was reported. So Are you trying that, to say that Halle Berry uh, has no interest in riding Space Mountain? Uh, well, she... Did put out a statement saying just that. I did see that. She claims <laughs> to not know who Ric Flair is. Like, come on, like you know who Ric Flair is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. And uh, yes, uh, Kota Bushi said there's zero chance of him signing a deal, even though he is participating upcoming in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. You did it, Brian. Another win. Another one in the win column. Pop the champagne, baby. Just like in baseball. We're celebrating tonight, huh? <laughs> Spraying champagne. All right, there's only one way to close out this segment, Brian, and it's in Todd Sinclair's favorite way. Ready when the dirt sheets shuffle. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> Todd Sinclair just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, fat pants. And now, Brian, before we get into the big topics at hand, let's do a little Griffin time. It is named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, of course, Seinfeld Durr. This is the talk show within a talk show, our chance to sit down with the listeners and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. Voicemails, Brian. Heel laughs. There are none. Yeah, I feel like your heel laughing is dying. A horrible I killed death. the voicemail line. <laughs> I killed the voicemail line with my inane requests. But folks, please, we want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. RJ Delabies was giving me a little bit of a hard time on Twitter. Uh laughing at me for begging for voicemails, <laughs> begging for heel laughs. Uh, so I won't beg, but uh, yeah, call the voicemail line. Do whatever you want. We'll play it. Curse us out. Tell us we're amazing. Tell us we're awful. We love it. Call that voicemail line. Ask Crockett what his big announcement is. Yes, indeed. And yeah, maybe I'll give it to you. One the, way or another. The announcement? <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> Okay. The other way to participate here on MGT is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag PDA for BDA. Steven at HHHGuy2004 says, at Brian Malonis, thanks for the shout out in the new episode. And yes, we all celebrated at the end of that promo about nothing. Yes, we got a couple of <laughs> a couple of tweets about that uh, Stony Burke promo from last week. Forgot his word? Yes, he forgot <laughs> his word. Check that out. It is on episode 23. You can 
easily find that on the wrestling podcast about nothing page on bdaradio.com tk also said a stony skipped promo 101 class he is at thog94 elwood apt he is big woody at apt elwood it's really not a promo about nothing a true promo just about how good don Koss was yes we talked about the announcer there leading stony burke through that promo uh quite admirably and kicking and screaming <laughs> yes you ever see like when uh like a dog like goes limp and the owner has to like like drag the leash along <laughs> and the dog's just fighting him that's what i kind of kind of felt like there big what he says it reminds me of brian webster who is a uh he was with iwccw for the longest time and he's done stuff in maine and now he's working for atlantic pro wrestling right that's brian correct. webster yes and uh, let's see what else we have here on Merv Griffin time. Oh, at Chad Alden, our friend from A Man Walks Into an Iron Bar. Make sure you check out A Man Walks Into an Iron Bar on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher. You can find all the episodes at bdaradio.com. He says, this is the best plug the WPN has ever received. At Armbar Radio really knows how to sell a show, he says. Let's play this clip from this past week's A Man Walks Into an Armbar. Let me see here. Make sure to check out the wrestling podcast about nothing. If you like wrestling, that will not disappoint. You can find their podcast by going to bdaradio.com or by searching pretty much any podcast platform like iTunes, Stitcher, etc. Uh, give me one of the hosts from that show. Brian Malonis. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Do you want me to name the other guy? Yeah, well, yeah. Who's the other host? Mike Crockett. Who the fuck is that guy? Oh my goodness. Huh. I made sure to tweet back uh, huh. the at the WPAN and made sure to say that we know exactly who those guys are: Chad Alden, Paul Saint Amon Jr., and they're doing a great job yeah i mean the good thing about about a man walks into an arm bar is i mean you're really getting a first-hand account of uh, mixed martial arts from two guys that have been in the oct oh oh wait no they haven't been they haven't been the octagon though have they <laughs> you know i mean i mean if you like armchair quarterbacks monday morning quarterbacks then that's your podcast you know but i mean we're giving our takes on the wrestling business mike you, you ever you ever been part of the wrestling business yes i have Oh, okay. Have I, have I? Yes, you have. Oh, so you can say you this still is like, are. This is like firsthand knowledge that we're giving, right? Yes, uh, Brian. We're oh, that's awesome, Brian. That's awesome. We're killing them with kindness, though. Yeah, no, I'm being kind. They're like, great guys. You know, if, they do well. If if you want insight from 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 a couple of guys who have never in their life stepped foot in the octagon, well, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. A man walks they're, into an armbar. Their faces are pristine. <laughs> <laughs> they're speaking from mouths that have full sets of teeth because they have been punched in the mouth. A man walks into an armbar. <laughs> find it on bdaradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. John Morse. I have such great admiration for John Morse. He is at J-O-N-S-U-P-R-M-N. He is fighting the good fight. There was a caption this put out by Ring of Honor's uh, Twitter. And it was a picture of Yano and Todd Sinclair talking to each other. And John Morris had his own caption. It was, do you think you can help with win a date with Todd Sinclair? 
I'm so thankful for John Morris. He's keeping hope alive for the winning a date with Todd Sinclair. It's not looking good, folks. It's falling in the heel laugh category of of uh, wrestling podcast about nothing failures at this point. But <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, John Morris. Did we tell really you what my caption it. to that was? What's that? I said it exclusively to Fat Pants. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't tweet it, but it was uh, uh, my caption was, "Did you beef?" <laughs> that, yeah, that is a, that is a Sinclairism, <laughs> right? right? Well, yes. did you see Todd's face in the picture? Yes, he didn't really somebody, enjoy it. Somebody may have beefed. Yes, he did. He did not enjoy it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> David Ratty at Dave Ratman on Twitter. David Ratty question of the week. Here we go, Brian. He says, "I remember several years ago seeing you. I believe me." Brian, he's talking about seeing you and Fat Pants looking at wrestling DVDs at the Suncoast video inside the Pheasant Lane Mall. Suncoast video. <laughs> so it was a number of years ago. And I mean, I can't remember what happened last week. And David Raddy is remembering seeing me and Fat Pants at Suncoast video in the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua, New Hampshire. Anyway, David says, what are some of the titles that you own? And do you have a favorite in terms of wrestling DVDs, Brian? Um, I think one of my favorites was the Dusty Rhodes DVD that WWE put out uh, a bunch of years ago now. After he passed away, I went back and uh, watched the documentary portion again. It's just fantastic. I mean, obviously, he's one of the best promos of all time and just like a story that you wouldn't. I mean, now that Kevin Owens is around, maybe you think that. But there's a time where you thought the story like this, a guy that was out of shape and all he had was his god-given ability in the ring and his promos to carry him to the world championship it's just like a an inspiring story of uh, a guy that came from being the son of a plumber to being the world champion and i think that's one of my favorite dvds what do you think about wrestling dvds yeah you know it's funny i, I was thinking about this after reading the question i was thinking the same thing the dusty Rhodes one i mean largely because it's one of the few that like have Happy ending. Uh. <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of them are. Uh, like, I really enjoyed like the Brian Pillman DVD, but it has a very sad and tragic ending. The, you know, Fat Pants got that one early. Yeah, I, I did know that. <laughs> or like the Jake the Snake one, which is another good one. But at that point, Jake hadn't quite. I don't think made it all the way back yet. Yeah, um, he, had, he didn't shake it off quite yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean the the Randy Savage one is amazing, but again, he's a yeah he tragic ending. He didn't appear in it too, which is kind of. It was like uh, Matt Stryker and Maria were the hosts of that one, so it didn't quite have the same feeling as the others. Uh, the Macho yeah. Man. Uh, the anyway. uh, one that I watched recently that I really enjoyed was the Sting. The Sting one they came out with. I thought that was to kind of get insight uh, into some, you know, because I mean, of all the ones that have come out, Sting might be the one I've known the least about. And there's a full documentary with that. There is, yeah. And the most recent one I saw actually was, I mean, it definitely wasn't at Suncoast Video back in, you know, the <laughs> early 2000s, but uh, the Scott Hall story, it, it starts out him talking about, I shot a guy and killed him. And the story just starts there and it comes back to it at the end, but it's just a really interesting uh, DVD. And you re don't realize, I mean, when he became Razor Ramon, he'd already been in the business for a number of years with the AWA and WCW, so... There's a long, there's a big, a good story there, and uh, that was one of the, uh, I think that was the most recent DVD I saw, and is a very good uh, story. Maybe I'll uh, let you borrow it if you haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I can't. All these, the thing that really sucks about watching all these wrestling DVDs that they come out with is ninety percent of them are 
some sort of tragic, awful ending to it. And the, yeah. I mean, you want to tell these stories because these are just phenomenal names in the history of, of wrestling. And, and it's just, um, I mean, even, you know, the Dust, Dusty Rhodes recently passed away, but I don't think that you would classify Dusty Rhodes as one of those tragic, you know, wrestling deaths, you know, way before his time type thing. Like he got sick as somebody in his age group might and and unfortunately passed away younger than I think, you know, anybody would have hoped. But at the same time, it wasn't a guy who passed away in the prime of his life type of type of story. Right. Um, Boy, that took a depressing turn, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm with you. The Dusty Rhodes one for me was was uh, excellent. And, And again, it was one of the ones for me where. At the end of it, you still felt up, <laughs> and like right. because it was a, it was a happy ending. At that point, Dusty had you know gone on. He's working for WWE, and and like you said, overcame you know maybe shortcomings in his look. I, remember, I think it was George Carroll we were talking with. Uh, we were talking about here. Here's a guy who was you know one of the top draws in the in the history of the business. And you mean Dallas Austin. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. And Dusty at that particular time when the DVD came out. Wouldn't have even got a second look from uh, from WWE, right? As Tom Pritchard, or not Tom, Bruce Pritchard tells on his podcast, the second most recognizable athlete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let, yeah, let's uh, move on now. David Raddy, thank you so much for your question of the week. I uh, can't wait to hear what you have for us next week. Also, Chip K. Fabe. Oh, of course, you weren't going to skip that one. <laughs> at, Your boys at Chip K. CTB from the Check in the Boots podcast. Make sure you check them out. iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And we talked about how you know we kind of cover what we want to cover, and those guys cover everything. And Chip basically says, "Yes, we really do cover everything." I get very tired after watching all this stuff, and. Uh, well, thank you very much, Chip, for picking up our slack, and we really appreciate it. You and referee Tony S. Thank you very much. And so, Brian. Yeah, I gotta tell you, buddy. Yes. This hashtag PDA for BDA is a little long for my for my. And that, we love BDAradio.com. Those are our sponsors. Yes. We appreciate them. We wouldn't be talking at these microphones without them That's because right. you know they bought them. We just want to simplify the hashtag a little bit here. Okay. So. If, of course, if you still want to support BDA Radio, use PDA for BDA and use that to talk about uh, some of the great stories and great things you'll see on BDARadio.com. Is you really digging that tail of the tape? You yes. You know what I'm saying? Like but Todd if, Sinclair? But if you're going to talk about the wrestling podcast about nothing and you want to be part of Merv Griffin time, hashtag WPAN. What do you think, Mike? Are you springing stuff on me? I'm springing stuff on you. Simple enough. Simple enough. Hashtag WPAN. Okay, let's do it. So remember, use that hashtag. Tweet it at the WPAN. Tweet it at me. I'm at CrocSox. The kingpin is at Brian Malonis. All right, Brian. Before we move on, though, uh, you know, usually you do the shout-outs, but TK had a brilliant idea. He said, he said I wonder if at Brian Malonis will let at CrocSox have his own segment called the Mutual Admiration Society. How many more segments do you need? I feel like you talk for two-thirds <laughs> of this podcast. Do you even need me anymore? Am I being replaced? <laughs> go go get a sandwich or something like that. Uh, so, a, a, yes. A, sangu- a sandwich? A sandwich. <laughs> so, yes. The shadow segment is now the Mutual Admiration Society, as named by TK. Thank you very much, TK. Of course, the Check of the Boots podcast. We've talked about them. The Hurricane Rana podcast. They do Facebook Live every Wednesday night with their new show. The New Era podcast at New Era Pod on Twitter. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Fabe. The baby's on the way. 
<laughs> Make sure you support OK Fave. Go to his Patreon. Support him. He's got another mouth to feed. Also, I want to give a special shout out to Kyle Sinclair. Kyle Sinclair, he's from the Stoves of New England, a great rock and roll band. I saw him last weekend. Yes, and now his new band is called The Hose. Fantastic. Yes, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fan of the show. I did. I saw him after the uh, Ring of Honor show. I forgot to mention it last week. Uh, he really uh, said nice things about the show. And uh, we very much appreciate it. And I hope you will continue to listen, Kyle Sinclair. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone who's a part of Merv Griffin Time. And we look forward to talking to you on Twitter and hearing your voicemails. Please get those voicemails in. And we will bring you the best of it next week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Oh, my goodness. It is time to talk about some big news items, Brian. News? News with a Z or an S? <laughs> let's stick, let's try to do this with an S, Brian. Let's duck into the uh, rumors and innuendo that much. Actually, we'll talk about uh, some of the rumors and innuendo that got a little out of hand when it comes to the TNA Impact Wrestling sale. So word came out, Brian, earlier this year that TNA was for sale, and it was said that TNA was looking for business partners, but uh, Dixie wanted to remain at least fifty-one percent owner. She wanted to be in control, but at some point, I mean. The company stopped having funds to hold TV tapings, and this group, Aralux, we mentioned them last week, Aralux, they had some connection to Ron and Don Harris, the twins. They stepped in and fronted money so TV tapings could take place. We talked about Billy Corrigan. He Last summer, he came on board, and he funded TV tapings on his own, and he eventually, uh, we talked about with Mike Mills, he was named the president of TNA, Impact Wrestling. Dixie Carter became the chairman so here we are, Brian, Bound for Glory was approaching. This is the big story that we uh, mentioned last week. And it was said that Billy Corrigan refused to like simply fund another set of TV tapings without getting something for his money. So he wanted to buy the company outright. So then WWE stepped in. I guess John Gaburik, who was uh, head of TNA Creative, kind of went to WWE and said, hey, do you want to buy this too? So word is the only one on the tape library. Actually, uh, what do you think about this story that came out this week that, hey, WWE has bought the tape library. Billy Corgan is the president. And then there was a flat-out denial, and it really never picked up steam. It didn't really get picked up by the major news sites. It was reported by one guy on Twitter. I'm not even really sure who. Someone said, I got a text WWE has bought the TNA tape library, and Billy Corrigan is the president. So this one tweet kind of spread like wildfire. It got to some news sites, but not the big boys, and it seems like it's not true at all. Well, I saw something with Jim Ross also kind of uh, reporting along the same line, saying he had a credible source who said WWE was the, uh, the sale of the tape library to WWE was, was imminent and that Billy Corrigan would be kind of taking the remaining and making something new out of it kind of thing. Really? I, yeah, I never I never saw that on any... Uh... You gotta stay up to date, Mikey boy, huh? But, like, <laughs> uh, here we are a few days after that announcement, and it seemed like, seems like there's nothing... There's seems nothing, like there's nothing yeah, to it. Yeah, I mean, because... 
we were going into the Bound for Glory weekend there, and it sounded like you know something had to happen before that for the pay per view to even happen. But then the pay per view happened, and they did end up canceling their TV tape. And we're we're recording this on Thursday, yes. Uh, and they were supposed to have TV tape and say, but they canceled them because of the the you know hurricane. imminent hurricane um, that's going to pummel that area. But just just a messy situation. Clearly. You know, funds for that company have not been taken care of the entire time they've been in business, and they still seem to be spending a, a boatload of money because they just brought in Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. Just, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, from the standpoint of being a wrestler in the pro wrestling business, I, I want them to stick around. Uh, yeah, definitely. I I think competition is a good thing. I think WWE buying them would be would be terrible, flat out, just terrible. Even just the tape library and Billy Corgan takes whatever's left over and creates a new company? I mean, I don't I mean, to start from scratch again, I think that, God, that would just put them so far behind the eight ball. Then you feel like maybe you got another, another global force type situation on your hands where it's, I mean, is, is are they going to keep their TV deals? Are they, I mean, you need to have a TV deal. Right. You need to have some sort of distribution deal. That's what killed the WCW deal with uh, Eric Bischoff is that the TV deal came off the table. And then Bischoff hightailed it, and that's when WWE picked it up for peanuts, basically. Yeah, if you don't have the TV, that's you know, that's you don't have a product. You're, in, you're basically if you don't have TV, you're you're an independent company. Yeah, it seems strange though th- from this report. Like, why would you buy this company without having the history behind it and the and the you know the old footage? Otherwise, why not just start a new company? But I guess the TV deals also is the, as we just mentioned, is the, like, I mean, the maybe, golden nugget there. Maybe selling the, the tape library is going to m- allow them to continue the company. But you'd have to imagine there's going to be something, some sort of no-compete type of situation if WWE's buying even a portion of it. or I, I, I don't know. Them, them buying the ta- just the tape library and then the company going on doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me because now WWE owns all the footage and... They can't show any of their own footage. Like that makes no sense to me at at all, unless they're just again, unless they're just shutting it down altogether. Right. And another mystery on this whole thing is that Bound for Glory took place. These TV tapings took place, and it has been said publicly. I mean, I don't know, if, not by TNA, but it's been said in all the major places that it was not funded by Billy Corgan. It was not funded by WWE. There is. A mysterious benefactor, as Brother Love would say. There is a <laughs> a third party who has laid down the money to fund the pay-per-view and the TV, and no one's saying who it is, and it's just crazy at this point. We thought last week on the program here, we thought, hey, we just hold off until Sunday. We'll have all the answers, and we could talk about it this week. Here we are sitting here a week later, and we don't have any more answers, really, than we had last week. We have... You, you know what's going to break, Mike? When's that? Sun- Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> As we record here early, yes. As we record here before the weekend, I'm sure something big will pop on Friday and... We'll look like I'm going to I'm gonna have to call your remote from, from <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> we'll look like a couple of buffoons. But yeah, this is just... Story is just still... There's... Just like, as I said, a whole lot of mystery to it, and... There's going to be some resolution coming sooner rather than later, you would you would think. And is WWE really in this thing? Is WWE in it for the tape library? Would they 
buy the whole thing if they had the opportunity to? And would they do anything with it? Or I think the tape library is very valuable to them, especially with all the guys now with uh, that they have there who have been through TNA. You know, they could perhaps do more Sting stuff. Uh, right. They could do more a more extensive Kurt something with Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, who's the WWE champion uh, at this point. You know, the yeah. world champion, I should say. Um, I don't see them. I don't see them loading TNA episodes onto the WWE network. No, but I think. I mean, who knows? Ultimately, though. But although when they do retrospective DVD type things right. of of these guys, they could also just release best of things from from TNA and uh, under their own banner and collect the money from them. Why the hell not? You know, it probably depends on the price too. But if there's nobody else willing to buy it, I mean, if there's only one person, you know holding on the card one person negotiating and it doesn't give them a lot of leverage so what do you think about what happens if if they were to buy the whole thing would they just shut the company down a lot as a lot of people speculate yeah i can't imagine them i don't think they'd bother with an invasion type thing i think they'd probably some of the talents maybe i'm guessing you'd see the hardy boys back on wwe television fairly fairly quickly i don't know how many other guys they would take from the deal i mean some of our friends that are there i would hope that they would get picked up if wwe you know were to you know were to buy it i mean spoiler alert if you haven't seen the news yet uh, yes fast forward about <laughs> 15 seconds yes uh eddie edwards is now the the tna uh world champion um you would hope that maybe there'd be a place for a guy like that or a uh, guy like Mike Bennett, uh, but then you wonder what the hell's gonna happen with like Damian Sandow now? He's back, right? You know, you know, back kind of in the same place he started when he just got his release. So, just a, a, a weird, terrible situation. It, it sucks that a company clearly was just completely mismanaged in the in the manner that uh, they have been. We talked about the fact that uh, on a previous episode that they they could have been a true alternative to wwe um which i think is is what i think what, if you're going to make your place in the market in the pro wrestling market i don't think you can just be wwe light that's, that's what wwe does and 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 you can't do that do something different uh ring of honor tries to differentiate themselves with the the in-ring product uh lucha underground with the overall presentation tries to distinguish themselves tna just kind of does the same thing wwe does i mean even to the point of dixie carter kind of being Stephanie McMahon or Vince McMahon like well I kind of have to disagree with you there I think they've made some inroads in the past year to have different facets to their product I mean if you want to talk about Broken Matt Hardy you want to talk about I mean I don't know you may not feel the greatest about like the final deletion but it was an innovation that started with TNA and actually WWE was playing catch up and did their own on Raw a week or two later with their uh, New Day it's they were trying different things. They have been doing different things. They, it's been a better product in the past year since they've been on pop TV. It's just like, you know, not a lot of people have been seeing it. And it would be a shame if they kind of went down the tubes in this manner. Brian, why do you think Billy Corrigan wants TNA? I think he's a wrestling fan. Of Especially being... just to, if he wants to change the name. And I think Billy Corrigan's a big wrestling fan, probably wants to be in the wrestling business. He's... Uh, semi-retired rock star who probably has a fairly large bankroll. I feel like that's kind of it. He probably just is a lifelong wrestling fan who sees an opportunity to perhaps get into the wrestling business. And it seems like finally Dixie Carter has accepted that she's not going to sell the company if 
she remains in charge. And the, you know, as I said, we started the year her saying, as long as I'm still 51% owner, I will sell the rest. But it seems as though she has relegated herself to the fact that if she wants to make a little money and have this company go on, she can't be the one in charge. Right. I mean, I, and I'm not going to pretend to know Dixie Carter, know her management style or just go on what you read online or whatever. But I or mean, listening I, to uh, Jim Cornette's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I think I think you kind of look the proof is in the pudding. I mean, look at the results. It's a res, you know, it's a results driven kind of business and the results with her in charge are not exactly great. Yeah. And so we're going to have to keep an eye on this story because as we said when you thought so much was going to happen actually very little has happened and hopefully this thing doesn't break wide open tomorrow or saturday and <laughs> we'll be scrambling <laughs> and you'll never hear this audio <laughs> yes yes so uh we want to see a good resolution here we want to see tna continue as a viable alternative to wwe but you know it remains to be seen stay tuned okay over to wwe this past week, Goldberg returned to the news, Brian. Goldberg was brought in. We talked about it at the time. He was brought in under a video game deal from 2K, WWE 2K17, the video game. Every one of those deals in the past has led to a WWE return, as we mentioned at the time, Brian. Dave Meltzer, my good friend and yours, reported this week that Goldberg's deal was as good as done, and he was to face Brock Lesnar, November 20th at Survivor Series in Toronto, and that broke a couple days ago. And then Goldberg went on ESPN on Wednesday night and didn't confirm that. He said he's open to a deal, but he needs time to get in shape. He says, give me to the end of the year is the quote, I believe. And uh, if you heard the New Age Insiders, uh, they were watching this live as Goldberg and, you know, Jason Maltoff from the New Age Insiders is a huge Goldberg fan. Yes, I am aware of that. And he was just, uh, you know. He has the big gold belt with the Goldberg nameplate on it. Yes, it, it was like, uh, you remember that video of the end of Smallville? The, that that <laughs> yeah. got online where... Don the game! Don, Don the game! Don the suit! Don, Don the, the suit! suit. So he, uh, he, was, uh, he was giving live reactions as, as Goldberg was... Uh, talking about his status with wwe let's check out the new age insiders for that but uh yeah he didn't confirm this report that i mean Meltzer seemed very certain that this was going to happen at survivor series brian why do you think that is i i don't know i figured if you're gonna see goldberg back i figured it'd be for wrestlemania i, I really did um i i don't like the goldberg lesnar match and i i said this before on this podcast what people want to see Goldberg do is spear somebody, jackhammer them, rip their head off. Like, I, I would have booked him against Heath Slater and just let him tear <laughs> somebody up. But I think that's what people want to see. That's when Goldberg was at his best. The height of the streak was him just steamrolling people. I would love to see that. I would love to see Goldberg come in and just maul somebody in three minutes, and, and it would be awesome. I mean, I think we'll <sighs> see that on Raw or SmackDown leading into his eventual match. I'm sure he'll destroy... One or two fellas on his uh, war path to uh, Brock Lesnar, if that match is to happen. But also, Brian, I mean, he said, give me to the end of the year. Goldberg did. WWE announced this past week that the Royal Rumble was coming to the Alamo Dome in 2017. This is quite a surprising announcement because I think a lot of people thought it was going to be in L.A. at the Staples Center. But they announced the Alamo Dome for the Royal Rumble. Another 
Dome show right before WrestleMania. You want, you want a prediction for that, Mike? I'm going to give that? you a prediction right now. You write this down. Okay, let this me get is, the, uh, pen is and the paper what, what's what's Monday's date? Get a pen and pad. Yeah, what's the 10th? So we'll, we'll we'll call the even though it's not being recorded on the 10th, it'll officially hit the world on the 10th. 10 10 2016, the Kingpin Brian Malone says Shawn Michaels will be a participant in the Royal Rumble in his hometown of San Antonio, wow. Texas at the Alamo Dome. That's my prediction right there. That is a that, prediction. That is out on that a limb. Will, that will put some butts in seats. Out on a limb. So it will not be a surprise entrance. They will No, I think push they'll advertise heavily. it. Yeah. All right. Well, that is, that's something, Brian. That's like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura headlining WrestleMania 34 level uh, huh? prediction. <laughs> I know. You're running out of time there, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, I got a year after you know this upcoming WrestleMania, and I think I, I still feel pretty good about it. Actually, that I, I made that announcement uh, episode two, I believe, after we went to NXT and saw Shinsuke Nakamura live for the first time. I said he would headline WrestleMania in two years. That's because that's because that's because you figured we wouldn't be still recording in two years. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna be doing this forever, Brian. We're doing this forever. So um, I mentioned the Royal Rumble. Do you think that maybe the timing lines up for Goldberg to return? I mean, they need a big announcement for this. I mean, Royal I guess Rumble. it would for the Royal Rumble. I mean, that would be that would be again. That's a perfect thing for in my mind to bring Bill Goldberg back to do the the Royal Rumble match again. You can just have him maul people, and then you can have whoever he's going to wrestle at WrestleMania eliminate him to set up the WrestleMania match. I mean, I'm playing. I'm completely playing playing fantasy booker as uh, Steve Austin says. I'm uh, booking the territory like our good yes. friend Mike Mills. Yeah, you know, but um, I mean, to me, that that's the perfect scenario for for Bill Goldberg to return at the Royal Rumble. But I'm hearing from my uh, inside sources, Brian, that it may be a one-time deal, maybe one match and done. I mean, I know, I know Goldberg said many times that he wants to wrestle in front of a big crowd so his son can see him because his son wasn't around during his heyday. So, I mean, the things I'm hearing is. One match, and that's it. Yeah, you know what I say? Money talks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and WrestleMania, apparently, Brian, I don't know if you've heard this, but why not WrestleMania? Why not Goldberg and Lesnar at WrestleMania, as you mentioned earlier? They say that Lesnar is being saved for – he already has something booked for WrestleMania. Lesnar versus Shane McMahon. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Do you remember Shane McMahon <laughs> took an F five? I believe it was the uh, was it the day after WrestleMania or no? When Lesnar was shooting at on Orton. <laughs> oh yes, yes, it was, it was a little more recently than that. Excuse me, but um, yes, Lesnar uh, and Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. So you can't do Goldberg at, at, at WrestleMania because. I don't want to see Lesnar Goldberg anyways. I mean, as a fan, the fan in me, I don't want to see that. They didn't want to see it in Madison Square Garden a while they ago. They certainly did not. That match, go back and watch that if you haven't watched that in a while. That's, Is it WrestleMania 20? Yeah, WrestleMania 20. They get booed out of the building. I think it was Lesnar double middle fingers the crowd, you know. <laughs> well, Just, there was uh, extenuating circumstances in this. Well, the, everybody knew they were, both, they were both leaving. That was both their last match. Right. Which is why they put Austin in there and... You know, Austin was the one that got over at the end. So, is your official prediction Shawn Michaels and Goldberg in the Royal Rumble? That's my yeah. That's my official prediction. Shawn Michaels and Goldberg are both in the 2017 Royal Rumble, which I'm sure we'll be doing live coverage of immediately afterwards. I think so. So, Goldberg versus Lesnar, will it take place? We'll have to stay tuned and find out, Brian. All right. 
Let's move on to our promo about nothing. Brian, it was April 1999. WWE, or WWF at the time, actually. They're one of the hottest, coolest factions in the company, and many say that this promo was the beginning of the end. It was an edition of SmackDown, and Doc Hendricks welcomed Gangrel, Edge and Christian, the Brood, to the ring to speak their first words on WWF TV. Let's take a listen. Doc Hendricks do the interview. The fans have waited for what seems like an eternity for the Brood to finally break their silence. Center stage is yours. The Brood initially has not spoken by our own choice. And then later, it was forbidden <laughs> by the Undertaker. Well, when the Brood enter this world, we crave the guidance. That guiding light to show us the way. And that was the Undertaker. Well, unfortunately, the Undertaker's thoughts and feelings were not the same as ours. <laughs> For in the darkness, we seek a much different light. We live our collective lifestyles for who we are and what we believe in. In this search of the mystery of life and the hereafter. And the power is what we seek. And it's within all of us. And we just have to unleash it. <laughs> well, laugh. with all yeah. due respect, some say, some say they don't understand your lifestyle. And others Others, quite frankly, think the brood are basically off the charts. Christian. They will understand. Understanding is just a matter of time. The power lies within us, and it's up to us to find it. We are who we are. The unholy trio. And we will become what we will become. For those who believe, we'll follow. For those that don't, we'll merely exist. So, Doc, I suggest that you beware. Take care, because the freaks come out at night. <laughs> look, look, look. I don't know uh, what y'all are smoking, but if you ask me, seriously, it's nothing but a gimmick. You're just trying to get attention on yourselves. A gimmick, Doc? Is that what you see? Well, we don't care what you think. We know who we are and what we're capable of. You seem to be the one that's confused. Isn't that right, Michael? <laughs> Oh, Doc Hendricks. Wait a minute. Doc Hendricks at one time known as Michael P.S. Hayes, a member of the legendary Fabulous Freebirds team in the 80s, and they have he has just been attacked well, evidently the by the Brood. The Brood just attacked Doc Hendricks. And he can't, can't see anything that's going on. All I know is they called him by his real name, and then suddenly the lights went out. And... What? Wait, wait. Oh, my God. Doc Hendricks, the victim of another Brood bloodbath. That's that psychological tactic that the Brood uses against their opponents. They surprise him and then give him a bloodbath. The bloodbath is nothing but intimidation from the Brood. 
O'Brien. <laughs> so many heel laughs. <laughs> Just filling, uh, filling the <laughs> awkward moments of not quite knowing what uh, you're supposed to say. Or not even knowing what you're saying as you're saying it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anytime a promo goes off the rails, Brian... Just throw in a heel laugh. It fixes everything. Sure does. Boy, that was a train wreck. <laughs> just, yeah, Gangrel just like rushing through these lines. There's no change in inflection. There's, I mean, it's not I, even like a dramatic pause when, when Michael Hayes tried to, the anticipation of hearing you talk. And he was like, I took me a second to even realize that it, that it wasn't Michael Hayes talking, that it was Gangrel talking yes. for a moment. Uh, everything I've heard, Gangrel's a very nice guy. I've never met him, but. Not a good microphone guy, apparently, th- after this uh, display here. And as I said, the brood, the mystery of the brood was, all the mystery was gone after this uh, promo. Uh, all this meaningless gibberish that they were talking about. It seemed, it was like kind of like almost a Bray Wyatt promo, but without any delivery whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrible delivery on all this, uh, all these meaningless phrases. And uh, then, of course, Brian, the... The uh, staple of the late 90s, they had to do the insider thing and call Doc <laughs> Hendricks by his real name. Uh, you're just a gimmick. You're, yes, and you're just a gimmick. Yeah, using all the insider lingo as well. And uh, yeah, ended with a bloodbath. Yeah, so that was the beginning and uh, the end. The beginning of the end, I should say, for The Brood in the WWF. Thoughts? No, I, I I agree. That was terrible. That was a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> There's really nothing left to say, I guess. Well, you, so you've heard this promo about nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode, or go to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing page on bdaradio.com. Okay, Brian, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a pro wrestler. And if I'm not mistaken, from what I've heard, I have it upon good authority that there are dates you wish to expunge, if that's... Expunge? I don't think that's quite... Expunge. No? Okay, go on. Give me your freaking dates. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. I return to action Saturday nights, October 15th. This one's real special to me. Defending the Atlantic Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against your friend, my friend, our friend. Yes. I almost called him Straight Edge. He's no longer Straight Edge. I think I, I think he's still Straight Edge, right? Well, he's still Straight Edge, but he doesn't call himself Straight Edge anymore. Who is he? The King of New Hampshire? What's the what's the, the Firebrand? New Hampshire's favorite son. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why you'd ever claim that. Brian Fury. Uh, probably the last time uh, that, that me and Fury are going to lock horns, so... This one pretty special for me. I can't wait for this one. Yeah, come on uh, out, folks, and see uh, Fury Malonis for the last time. Where is more, that again? One more time. That's Atlantic Pro Wrestling in Newbury, Mass., the uh, Newbury Fire Hall, the Atlantic Pro Wrestling Arena, the APW Arena. Come on out. Bring the kitties. I will say this. It's a, it's a good – it's a family-friendly show. And uh, one hell of a main event, if I do say so myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, uh, then that, was a kind of, that was kind of a heel laugh, wasn't it? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Transitional laugh. <laughs> if you're not going to give us the heel laughs, folks, we're just going to keep doing them here That's on the show. Right. Uh, the next week, Friday night, October the 21st, Top Rope Promotions, Fall River, Mass. 
with the Hardy Boys. Yes. <laughs> and then and these also, aren't the these aren't the kids Hardy Boys, folks. No, they are not. <laughs> this is not Team Extreme Hardy Boys. This is very odd Hardy Boys. Uh, and also the month of sell Jimmy Hart. I of course will be there in action in some capacity. I don't know yet. Uh, but I'll be there, and uh, so will the Hardy Boys. So come on out, brownpapertickets.com. Uh, find Top Row Promotions on Facebook and Twitter. The next night, October the 22nd, out in your old stomping grounds, Western Massachusetts, South Hadley, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Brian. What? You down with PvP? Yeah, you know me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Pioneer Valley Pro. Yes, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Uh, find them on uh, on Facebook and Twitter for all the ticket info uh, for that great event. And then October the 29th. Yes. I'm heading back to Maine. Oh. Yes, Orono for Limitless Wrestling. Our friends at Limitless yes, Wrestling. Yes, our good friends. Randy and all the uh, jort-wearing uh, <laughs> <laughs> fans of Limitless Pro Wrestling. Okay. Uh, I had a blast up there. My good friends on uh, It's Still Real to Me podcast. Uh, loved my match. Talked about how great my match was. Of course it was great. The yes. Kingpin was in it. Uh, oh, but God. I'm returning to Orono. That's actually a really, those are really cool shows. Really cool crowd. Uh, they got something special going on up there, so happy to be part of it. But that's where I'll be at the end, uh, kind of Halloween weekend there, mm-hmm. up in up in Orono. That'll be fun, huh? College town Halloween weekend. While we were driving out of town last time, uh, may have seen a topless young young lady uh, who could have been intoxicated, kind of uh, meandering in a uh, in a like an area around the Umaine sign. So you didn't offer a ride. <laughs> I'm a married man, Michael. Oh well, look, come on, I'm just offer the lady a ride. Come on, what's wrong with that? Yeah, but you'd like to give her a ride. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm a married man as well, Brian. You know that. <laughs> yeah, not not that your wife hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But that's it. That's where I'll stop there. That's my October. That's the Kingpin's October. How about that? Well, really briefly, though, I want to talk about uh, Beyond Wrestling. You talked about you had a, a match where you wanted to showcase your stuff against Keith Lee yes. that happened uh, this past week. How did the match go? Match went great. I got powerbombed to hell. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was a blast. The Beyond crowd is uh, pretty awesome. And uh, after the match, you know, the crowd kind of chanting my name, uh, that was awesome. Gave me chills uh, when you get a reaction like that. Did you show them like the Rock does? You <laughs> point, point to them. I didn't. I didn't rub, <laughs> but I uh, I pointed to all of them and clapped my hands. And also, kind of very cool. Uh, Joey Styles was the commentator on the match, so that's kind of like that's kind of like fake life stuff, right? Yeah. Joey Styles calling uh, <laughs> calling a match I'm a participant in. But Keith Lee is awesome, uh, and it was a lot of fun to wrestle Keith Lee. And, and that beyond environment is just unlike anything else I've ever experienced in wrestling. It's something very special uh, that they got going on there, and I, I'm really happy to be a, you know, be a part of it. Uh, they got another big show coming up on uh, November 6th. I don't have any announcements yet in regards to me to November 6th, uh, but it's the tournament for today. Lots of big names uh, on that, including Keith Lee versus Zack Sabre Jr. But, no, I'm really proud of the match that uh, me and Keith Lee put out, and, and hopefully that's just the beginning of some pretty cool moments for me and beyond. All right, great. And you can book the Kingpin on your show by emailing brymalonis at comcast.net or DMing him at brymalonis. Slide into my DMs. On the Twitter. Are you giving us an announcement here or what? What's what announcement? You said you had an announcement. I said in the next couple of weeks. I'm not you, ready already right gave, now. You, you already gave the... 
Well, I did say on uh, Booking the Territory, you can listen to it, Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast this week, that the hiatus was ending. Wow. But I haven't given details yet. Details upcoming here in the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. That's all I'll say for right Any now, Any place Brian. you can get me into? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, Brian. We'll see. Treat me well. Okay. I don't know. I got a feeling it's probably chaotic wrestling. As much as you usually talk about them on here, or something with Chip and Tony S. <laughs> we're all start, we're starting our own promotion. There you go. Yes. Am I uh, going to be the champ? Right. I don't really care if I'm not. Oh my goodness. <laughs> all right. Don't forget, every week, folks, we're giving you something extra on YouTube. Snippets of interviews that you missed. Exclusive bonus audio every Thursday, and you vote on what we talk about on Twitter. So search the WPAN on YouTube. And subscribe to see something extra every week. Okay, you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are at the WPAN on all social media platforms. So come follow us, like us, do everything, and be a part of the community on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. And, of course, follow our fine sponsor, BDA underscore radio. And for all your MMA and wrestling talk, visit BDA Radio. Okay, we will be back next Monday with another episode of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis at Brian Malonis. I am Mike Crockett at Crocsocks. And until next time, thanks for nothing.